Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. day, morning, noon, or night. I don't know what time you listen to this show. We say it's a late night podcast, which is just hilarious. I just love that because it insinuates that A, that we record this at night, which we don't, or that you listen to this at night, which there's just no way you do. But anyway, um, (laughs) hey guys, maybe we should change it to like a daytime, like like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. Kelly Clarkson time slot. Like a yeah, 3 p.m. Morning snack. snack. Yeah. Mid-afternoon snack. <laughs> uh, we're the handful of almonds that gets you through your day, dieters. Clip that, Anita. We need that in the promos. All right. Hi, everybody. It's <laughs> Michelle Collins. I woke up with my voice was like crackling. Um, but now it seems to be like getting a little bit better, but it's not great. And uh, it's Michelle Collins. I'm here with my friend Dan Acton, who last week we had a replacement, Dan. Uh, Dylan Palladino, similar-ish names, uh, skeletally different. He's 6'6". Uh, oh. 
Dan just made That's it way better. <laughs> not better. It's just different. Dan, it's just different. It's just right. different. It's not better. Okay. And right. we have right. Dylan right. here, but now Dan is back. I think people were like, where's Dan? Like everyone always thinks that it's me. I'm like, Dan <laughs> couldn't do it. So just chill. <laughs> but he's back and I'm so thrilled to see him. And actually, I feel like we haven't really caught up since you've come back. Like we saved it for the show. Yeah, that's true, actually. Um, well, not that I have a ton to catch up. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, you visited your. Well, we both have something in common, which is that we are both. Yeah, you visited your parents last week. I'm technically visiting mine now in Miami, even though I'm not staying with them. So it's a very parental oh, okay. vibe energy. I hate the word vibe. I can't edit that out, but I, we need a new word. Uh, parental aura, I guess. Aura yeah. that is, or has overtaken certainly my life. Um. Dan, I'm curious, and it's funny, all the tools, all the tricks they teach you to, like, block, you know, to not get annoyed, it's basically impossible yeah. in my case. But how was, um, how was your trip <laughs> home? It was actually really nice. Um, I made dinner a couple of times. I, I don't know. My, my parents live in a little subdivision, and I don't drive. So I was basically limited to where I could walk around. Oh, my God. Is there like a store within walking distance or no? <laughs> no, I tried to get... I tried to get to one. I was just like, oh, there's a taco store Yum. over there. But I was yeah, like, you know whatever, stores. it's a store. <laughs> you guys know those taco stores. It's so they sell taco meat, taco beans, taco veggies. It's the taco <laughs> store. Get used to it. Go on. But but I tried to get there and then uh, I got to the edge of the subdivision and there was no sidewalk and it was just a highway. So oh, I, I figured Lord. not risk it. So. Very Florida project, actually. Very just like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to walk on the Care. side of the highway and hope for the best. Well, Dan, uh, I do drive Thank God for that. So I'm able to drive around, which is, I, I really do love driving. I had, um, you know, I was in New York last week, extremely last minute. You know what ended up happening? I think people got mad at me. People got mad. And people always like to get mm. mad at me. And I don't know what that's about because I like to think that I, <laughs> I think, and Dan, I hope you can attest. Like, I think I'm a, a good friend. Like I yeah. am, I think, and please correct me, thoughtful, like, I never certainly want yes. to hurt anyone's feelings ever. No, you just bring joy. Oh my God. I, you know, I did miss you. <laughs> I did miss you. <laughs> no, but so, you know, I moved. It's kind of a funny thing. I basically moved out of New York and everyone was like up my ass. Like, yeah. well, where are you moving to? Everyone needs to know like latitude, longitude. I know they didn't say it right <laughs> to know where I'm moving. And I was like, I just don't know. I'm going to be in Miami for a few weeks. And then until Sirius needs me back in the studio, which is soon, We'll see what happens, right? And right. so I left New York, what was it? A week ago Friday, being like, goodbye, like, goodbye, goodbye, yeah. Bette Midler and Hello Dolly, just like, see you. When will I see you again? Like singing all the goodbye songs on the plane. Look at what my hair is yeah. doing. It's giving Nicolas Cage the eagle photo. Anyway, yeah. I haven't ironed it. Yeah, it really is. So so I leave and I had dinner with my um, couple friends. You and I last night, we had our big, oh, we haven't talked about it, actually. Our big last oh, hurrah. Yeah. Dan and I had oh, yeah, a that big, was actually really fun. We had the best night. Dan and I had a big yeah. last hurrah. Now, you know, I moved out of my apartment, which I really think there is such a thing as a place having negative energy. I feel like that apartment was spiritually weighing me down. I can't explain it to you hmm. uh, professionally. I don't know how to put it. It's just exactly that truck gets it. I, I just felt <laughs> weighed down. And I moved and then like moved into a hotel in Midtown. And it felt like everything was coming up Collins. Like, you know, 
seeing yeah. people. I just felt like I was invited to all these amazing events all of a sudden. Like, okay, is New York back or am I back? That was the big question. Cause right. I really, the week that I was in that hotel, I was like, all right, like I'm having fun. Like I'm going out, you know, it was nice. <laughs> so right. I, I called in my friend Allison and I went to this restaurant, um, La Grande Boucherie two nights before I left, which is in Midtown. And it's a mm-hmm. gore. It's really a stunningly beautiful restaurant. Would you not agree? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful. I likened it to um, like a French bistro either in Orlando or Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very like Epcot Center. Like. Yeah. Like oh, if Balthazar <laughs> yeah. was at Epcot Center, that's what it would look like. Right, it's right, right. Yeah, very yeah. grand. A ton of money went into it. You can just tell when you walk in. The food was delicious as well. Um, and I went with Allie and I was just like, this is so me. Like, because that is me. Like, my energy is like, oh, fancy, but Epcot Center fancy. Not like uh-huh. I go to Paris and I feel, you know, disgusting. But then I go to Orlando or like the Paris, you know, Paris Hotel, the Venetian. And I'm like, you know what? I'm quite chic. I am chic, actually. So <laughs> and tonight in the role of the customer, Michelle Collins. <laughs> yeah. In, in Vegas, I'm like, oh, I have so much class. But then I go to actual Paris and yeah, I'm like, right. everyone's splashing mud on me. What's that about? So <laughs> we go to this place and then Dan and I got tickets. Um, my very last night, quote unquote, this is where the fights come in, in New York to go see Phantom of the Opera. Now it was up to me to get the tickets. I said, Dan, my treat. Let's go to like a fun Broadway show. And we had all these, like, Carolina Change was one of the, op- what were the other options? We had a few. Yeah. I wanted to go with Diana, but you refused. Yeah, because you want to know why? I'm paying for the tickets, and I'm not going to pay money. <laughs> that's, it, that's true. No, and not when it's on Netflix, and I couldn't even get through the first four <laughs> minutes of it. Do they recreate the tunnel scene in it? That's my big question. I uh, We'll fast forward in the... <laughs> Would you mind Check. letting me know how Dodi Al-Fayed yeah. plays into this musical? Because I'm curious. <laughs> but no, so I didn't want to see Diana. I couldn't. Because I knew that I'd be miserable. Yeah. Also, Dan and I have quite different musical tastes. Famous <laughs> famous story. And you know what I'm going to say? Where Dan oh, had yeah. been raving... Uh, <laughs> raving about the SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> musical. And I like... Wait... <laughs> And I love SpongeBob. Like, I really do. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to love this musical. And then I got there and it rem- it was like a porn parody almost. It was like, this is so bad. I hated it. And, the whole- and it was so uncomfortable in the seats. And the whole time I was looking at Dan, just like, damn, like, I just, I couldn't believe that. So we don't see eye to eye in the world of theater. I just, I just remember when, because we were with, a, 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 I put together a group. That's right. For some reason. <laughs> and and when we left the theater, you're like, we need to walk a couple blocks before I say anything about this because people might hear. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we had to like download like a mile away. And then I let loose. I went absolutely. Yes, nuts. you did. I went nuts. No, they say. Yes, you did. I think it's a hundred feet. You're not allowed to say negative things within a hundred feet oh. of the theater. Is the rule. I never heard that. That's a good. Uh, all right. I don't know right. where that is in my head, but you just know that. So I'm always I'm counting paces, like walking the plank after I leave a bad show. That's smart. That's smart, actually. Yeah. Ninety nine. Right. That was the pace like of running. Shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking You're like running red red lights. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what's the teacher's name on SpongeBob? The big fish, Mrs. Puff. Uh, um, Oh, yeah. She wasn't time. in the musical, I don't know. Nah, you know why? And that's because I wasn't cast. I was the only person who auditioned and they didn't hire me for Mrs. Puff. <laughs> well, SpongeBob, that was good. That was good. 
Listener, I can't hear you at home, but tell me that was good. All right. Anyway, so we see Phantom. Now, I, the last time I saw Phantom, funny enough, was in Las Vegas. I went alone. Um, but I say that and then I always forget. Like, I'll say, oh, I went alone. And then I'm going to text from someone being like, you know, we went together. <laughs> Every yeah, right. time. I'm like, I'm a thoughtful <laughs> friend. I think of everyone. But I'm 99% sure I saw it by myself. And it was the, uh, I call it the speedy Haggadah version of Phantom. What that means is the Vegas one was only like 90 minutes, no intermissions, and they just hit you with the hits. And frankly, oh wow! and that's actually the new lame is that's in London is sort of like that, where they cut some of the extraneous dialogue where just sing the music of the night, please. And like, let's move it along. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, this version did not cut so much as a, a lengthy <laughs> breath. It left every a, fucking last... Every, go on. every jot and tittle. <laughs> every haunting, every, whoa, you know, phantom noise. Um, we had an understudy playing Christine. I don't remember any of their names. She was great. A little bit... Yeah, she was. A little bit vibrato-y for me. Like a little bit... I just wanted like at one point just a clear note. Not It was like a little... Um, Sherry Lewis's lamb chop, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Beautiful voice. I, I could only compare her to Sherry Lewis's lamb chop. You know what I mean, though? So she was very good. Tiny little girl had a beautiful big voice. But then the guy who played Phantom, it was a really tough thing. And Dan, I'm so excited to unpack this guy. And I don't know his name. I was really torn about him because, first of all, I think even the Phantom is... And Dan had never seen it, right? What was your thinking? No, what do you think never it was going to be? I mean, I guess I sort of thought it was going to be exactly what it was, but it was like a little bit worse. Like every Andrew Lloyd Webber show that I see, it's like, I think I know what it's going to be. And it always is like even like dumber and cornier. So it, yeah. it was like, it was like that. It was like yeah. a step below. I mean, <laughs> I, I love it, but, and I like how 90s it is and synthesizer-y, like yeah. that stuff cracks me up. And I, I oh, like yeah, it. I love that. Yeah. 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 Um, but this phantom, my whole thing is like, just have a good voice. Like, I want the singer. Let me enjoy the songs. And he had right. a phenomenal voice. Like, I really, the second he opened his mouth, really, everybody had a good voice. I was like, we're in good hands, actually. We're in good hands. Yeah. 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 And then something happened that has never happened in any, really, any show that I've seen. Because the voice for me is, <laughs> is key. He was like such a bad actor. Like, he was such a bad actor. That I couldn't even allow his stunningly beautiful vocals, which were crisp and clear, everything you want in a phantom. Really, he hit every note mm -hmm. because yeah. he had like this David Copperfield's impersonation, <laughs> hand movement, styling, dance style, where every note, it was like he had just revealed that the rabbit was out of the hat. You know, it was like, <laughs> yeah, my yeah, yeah. time, you know, he would show you and you're like, what? <laughs> he had big, 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 big magician-y grand sweeping gestures it just felt bad i was like i wish he would just not move his arms like give me the molly shannon on seinfeld version and let me enjoy the fucking music you know what'd you think <laughs> well it takes away from like the the conceit of the show like i didn't find it romantic at all like do you usually find it romantic well, it's like a mm, i'll tell you what like does I anybody well it's like sort of like uh, it's like opera. I don't want to say the R word on this now mid afternoon snack show, but it's a little bit like it's sexual assaulty. Like he like traps her and like drugs her. I mean, but also I, I never thought this before, but when she like ripped off his mask, I was like, what are you doing? Like that was really weird to like walk up to somebody's mask yeah. and like take it off. 
I don't, I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing. What do you was think weird. is a Southwest Airlines? What is a Southwest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't rip your mask off. <laughs> Good one. No, uh, I know what you're saying. And also the makeup. I was like so excited because I knew that scene was coming. And in the uh, there's one version yeah. with Ramin Karimlu and Sierra Bajis on. It was like on PBS. I think. 25th anniversary it was. Ramin has an incredible voice, but his makeup, and he's gorgeous. I knew him back in the day, not to brag. Stunningly handsome and very lovely. But he took his mask off and the makeup, which is sort of basically like the man without a face. I never really made the connection that the man without a face is yeah. phantom living in a small town. Yeah. Yeah, Maskless. yeah, you're right. I love that movie, by the way. Sorry, apologies, because <laughs> I know I'm... I'm a granddaughter of Holocaust survivors and I will absolutely cry at the end when Mel Gibson turns around and waves at little Nick Stahl who's grown man without a face. <laughs> I was have you trying never to seen put it, it together. I was like, I, I think I have, but I was trying to put together the Holocaust thing. Yeah. 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 He's a denier, it's Mel Gibson. Denier. All right. Anyway, <laughs> right, 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 um, right, make sure right. to leave that in for the final cut. Now <laughs> going back. So we saw Phantom. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was long. That was the only thing. And didn't something else. Oh, I know what happened. I ate it out of the garbage. I actually think I talked about yes. that either on, I may have even talked about it here last week that I did eat out of the trash by accident. I forget why that happened. Cause I, I got in a wine and it was like 20 bucks. And then during the intermission yes. we went to, and they're tiny, it's like two sips and we went to get another one. And I had, of course, I was the first person out the gate. I knew the last note. Chandelier wasn't even, please back me up. This is my yeah, gift. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. want to really have a good time at a show. You want to avoid a crowd. See a show with me at every concert. I'll look up like Beyonce's last song. And the second I'll hear the opening notes of like crazy in love. I'm like, we got to go. This is it. We got to go. Avoid yeah, yeah. the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And like, Get your coat. Yeah. And the second and the chandelier was hideous. My dad, such an ugly chandelier that fell. But the second yeah. the chandelier started to swing, I was like, Dan, let's move. And we were the first people in line at the bar. <laughs> I did the same thing at Lamez in London. Um, but I had put my cup, which was covered at the very top of this garbage, which had paper in it. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, slop. And then the guy was like, oh, it's $5 off with a cup. And I was like, you're fucking kidding. So I went back and I took it. It was still there yeah. at the top. I just put it in there. And then I changed the lid. That's what happened. I have like a covered full cupboard full of those cups because I'll like take them back, but you have to match the theater to like the cups, so I don't have to pay for it again. It's like McDon Monopoly, McDonald's uh, Monopoly. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Anyway, so then we went from there. We went back to La Grande Boucherie the next night, and uh, in the best surprise ever, we were visited by Shangela, who was doing the Tonight Show that Friday. Shangela and her like best friend from high school, who was so funny, and we just had yeah. like literally the best time with them. It was so much fun. <laughs> It was great. It was like an awesome, like for you, like a final night in New York. I thought, I thought that was awesome. Well, there's, and there, therein lies the twist because uh -oh. of the next day, <laughs> you know, it's well, people who follow me know what's coming. I get on Wait, the I plane. I get on the plane at Newark, very tense. Everyone was very tense. Not this last round, but the week before I left, people were like, Oh, I had the best thing happen to me. Listen to this. I go to Newark airport which I love. I will always back up Newark. Terminal C at Newark. When people shit on it, I'm like, you must be an A or B girl, right? Like, C is nice. <laughs> no, it's actually fine. Yeah. I, I agree. Easy, I yeah. easy as can be, even when it's busy. I don't know how to explain it. It just really, I love it. And that's that. 
Yeah. And I went and I had all my shit that I moved out with. So it literally like, you know, when families mm. fly to like the Middle East or like, the you know, and they just bring right. stuff for all their family members, except it was just me and ASOS dresses that I like don't like. <laughs> and I got there and they were just like, uh, my seat wasn't uh, assigned. I had upgraded myself. And so the seat like 4F, they said, please see gate agent. So now I have literally no exaggeration, a hundred, 200 pounds of luggage with me. And I'm like, look, right. Um, can you just tell me like what is going on before I check my bags? Because this is everything I have for the next, you know, X amount of months. The woman was so yeah. rude. She was like, no, you have to go. She was just such a bitch. I was like, okay. What? Yeah. She was like, no, you have to go to the gate. You have to check your bags. I was like, but everyone was tense. What? You know, like the feeling where she goes, yeah. we can't tell you here. You just check your bags in here. I was like, all right. So I check my bags, go to the gate. I'm the first person waiting there. This other woman comes over. And she's like also very nasty. I'm the first person in line waiting. This is 20 minutes before boarding is supposed to start. After 10 yeah. minutes of her just like opening door handles, just like, you know, putting her hand on the window, looking at the sun, like just doing anything but talking to me. <laughs> she comes over and I'm like, hi, what's this about? Wordlessly, she picks up the phone that's there. She goes, um, like, uh, Jocelyn, what's with uh, seat 4F? What? Stop. No. What? Stop. You're kidding. No, you're joking. That's crazy. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe it. Like, this is what I'm hearing. And I'm going, okay, did someone what? like to shit all over the seat? Like, what? Yeah. What happened? And they, she hung the phone up. I think that someone did maybe get sick in that seat because eventually when I did uh. make it on the plane, the whole seat was pushed up. Like you couldn't even put your bag down in it. Like they can unlock it from the floor and lean it forward. Like, you know, in a restaurant that has rainy chairs. What? The whole seat was dislodged. Oh so anyway, I'm standing there and I'm like, well, what now? Because I paid, you know, it's not a cheap ticket. I'm like, I paid money for the seat. So she's clicking, right. clicking. She's uh, like literally not talking to me. And eventually she's like, I have one seat in premium economy, which was like behind it. She goes, uh, and she goes over the loudspeaker. She goes, anyone in first who would like to swap? Did I tell you what happened? She goes, anyone no. in first class um, who's willing to downgrade to premium economy, I will give you a thousand dollar voucher. And I went, hold on. Her name was Marina. I go, Marina, 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 put the mic down, baby. I was like, babe, yeah, what? I'll take the voucher, obviously. Like, what am I out of my mind? Yeah. That's like a round trip ticket to Europe, basically. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So I got a thousand dollar voucher and I just sit then. God, oh my God. God is truly laughing, though, because um, and I was like the last person to board. It took them forever. But once I took the voucher, she was really nice to me, I think, because I saved her the, you know, right the stress of finding somebody the hassle yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. but yeah. she was um and then we were like laughing and then when other people were rude to her i was like on her side i was like who does he think he is <laughs> you know that i always like i'm like, oh. like so let's let's go look let's go look at the sun some more <laughs> let's take a break like uh, marina you know what time i think it is hand on window time baby let's do it she was and then we like were the best of friends and when i left i was like please have some wine and this and then we were like laughing because she gave me a thousand bucks so i was like thank you you're so nice you know but then the guy behind me on the flight was so fucking loud. He was talking to everyone. I was just telling I was like, God exists because uh, he right. giveth and he taketh away. <laughs> My flight lands in Miami in Fort Lauderdale, which is where I fly into. My flight lands. Danny, I open my phone to, you know, I connect. I hadn't gotten the Wi-Fi. I have two yeah. a text and an email. One is for my friend Jackie Schimmel, who I love from the Bitch Bible, who actually I want to have on the podcast yeah. going, I'm performing at the Gramercy Theater next Friday. Will you be in the show? I'm like, fuck. Fine. And then another from my agent who I thought was dead. 
I actually thought that all my agents had died. So I was like, he's alive. This is unbelievable. Saying that the Today Show wants me. So I'm like, now Today Show uh, is no f- joke. Like that. And actually, no, that's cool. I need a blurp. Um, what do you call it? Blurp. That's what I just said. I said Bleep blurp. It? Bleep. Blurp. This is where I'm at. Is that when you put in extra belches? Over- <laughs> I want you to blur it. I want you to bleep it. I want you to blurp it. No, listen, bleep out the F word in case the Today Show people hear because I just don't want, you know, it's daytime. You can leave all the other ones in. Just the one. It's yeah, the yeah. effing big time, baby. Like, Today Show is the morning show I watch. And I'm not just saying that. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. it's major. No, I saw that you were on it. That's awesome. Major. So I said, okay, so I had to buy a ticket. I flew back Tuesday and was there until last Saturday. And people were mad that I didn't tell them. And I'm like, listen, this was a work trip. I and also hotels yeah, are so expensive. Real. I went to Connecticut to stay with my friend Ben for a bit. I was just like, look, at, I my goodbye happened last week. This was a bonus accidental trip. Yeah. But I got to yeah. tell you this. I'm going to say something about the Today Show. You know, I love Hoda Kotb. Always have. Mm-hmm. I think probably I'm going to say the most talented host on TV. One of the top three. Period. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. they keep her there all day because she's like the best they have. I mean, really. Yeah, and I'd yeah. never met that Jenna Bush Hager, and I was like, I really hope Jenna and I click because you know when you don't meet someone, and I've worked done enough daytime shows right. that sometimes she is the best. I listen. I know politically people are take politics out of it. She was so much fun that actually I was like, okay. I, at the end of the segment, I was like, okay, are we like actually hanging out? Like, are we best friends? What's going on? Like, yeah. not, I was yeah, like, right, to, right. to the point where Hoda was like, I think getting a little mad that we were bonding so much. And I was like, Hoda, can you just give us <laughs> one second, please? <laughs> she was really fun. She was funny. She was warm. I'm, I'm like a real, I'm in the Jenna army now. That's it. I'm in the Jenna army. Oh, I love that. And you know, I'm loyal as oh, shit. That's so cool. Anyone comes to me with anything anti either of them, they're out of my family. You know, I'm going right. to be like, don't talk about my Jenna <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like mafia. Like, I'm like, do not fucking talk about, no, that's my girl. Like, don't come for her. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was, it was really, really uh, fun. And I was like, oh, I miss television. I should do my own hair and makeup. Oh, yeah. That was a whole thing. But yeah. <laughs> so that was my whole week. And now I'm back in Miami. But what did you have any fun? Did you get any vouchers? Any fun airport things? Uh, not the airport. I just. Uh, oh, I, I was I, I was I was at my friends for dinner on, I think, Friday night. I yeah. think I texted you and they were like, oh, let's do mushrooms. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to like a little bit. And then we're eating soup. It was delicious, okay. like fish stew or whatever. And, and mm-hmm. like Sing I finished, he's like, how do you like it? He's like, how did you, how did you like it? <laughs> There's, I put the mushrooms in your soup. Wow. Without your consent. <laughs> no, yeah, not really. I don't know. It was totally fine, but it was like unusual. Can I tell you something? <laughs> and I really mean this. Two things I yeah. want to say. Uh, it harkens back to one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies, Flirting with Disaster, when Lonnie, mm. the um, raver brother, dosed Ben <laughs> Stiller's quail, but then it was eaten by Richard Jenkins, who asked, is this a musical table? It's one of the funniest movies ever. I love Flirting with Disaster. It's great. <laughs> but more importantly than yeah. that, I actually think that you're not going to like what I'm going to say. I don't mean to take the fun out of this. No, I don't. You know it's coming. Okay. I actually think that's yeah. like... Vi- really violating it's like spiking someone's drink at a club like that's 
I don't, I don't like. Yeah, that. I mean, I, I knew I knew everybody so well. It was it was it was totally fine. It's just uh, it was a surprise. But it was a fun night. Had you done mushrooms before? Uh, I don't think so. I never Maybe done years it. ago. I did. I did. I, I took like a little bit of one that he had before. So like he knew that I wasn't going to like you know have a huge reaction to it or anything. But uh, and uh, yeah. can you walk me describe the feelings you had from this mushroom soup to me? It's very phantom uh, thread. Everything was really uh, funny and uh, chill. So it was actually great. <laughs> You didn't see any devils, any hooved, cloven hooved demons? No, I don't think, no, I don't know if it was like that or not, but it was, it was just like uh, very like easygoing and everything was very funny. And so I'm actually glad that he did it, but, uh, cause I would have been like the odd man out. Like, see, now I'm like, know. that does sound fun because it sounds like, like yeah. weed though. It sounds like you had a weed response to it. Yeah. 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 It was a little bit more like that. Mm. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm afraid, you know, my whole thing, we've talked about it with drugs like that. Is that I'm just afraid right. it's going to well, unlock. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid it's going to unlock the deepest. Like, I think the deepest recesses of my brain are like rotted, fl- like rotted flesh. <laughs> like, I'm really worried that if they unlock something that dark and deep, you know what I mean? I'm being honest. The one time, <laughs> Right, right. You know, what's funny. The one time I was sort of dosed, but it wasn't really. And it's a long story that I'm not ready to tell necessarily, but I was sort mm-hmm. of secretly given an Ambien, um, which oh. uh, by someone I didn't really trust. It's not a great story. Um, oh, and I definitely geez. talked about this in similar vagaries, if that's a word before, but I was just kind of afraid to fall asleep. And so I was awake and I remember watching the curtains. Uh, this was in Los Angeles, like blowing in. Yeah. Like I just remember thinking this is the most beautiful ethereal experience to see the, I, I'm thinking of it now. Like it actually was so beautiful. And so part of yeah. me is like, maybe it would actually be a wonderful experience for me to do something like that uh, and feel, you know, and see things in a beautiful way instead of it being like, you know, hell portal, boom. Yeah. Devil. Well, it was very, <laughs> well, it was very, uh, what's that show? Nine perfect strangers or something. Like it was mm-hmm. very like, Oh, I had my daily smoothie and everything's like, I didn't watch that. <laughs> Remember that show? No, I didn't watch oh, it. It sucked. <laughs> what do you think of the whole controversy with, uh, Nicole Kidman playing Lucille Ball? Uh, just that she's not a comedy person and she doesn't look exactly like her. Is that the controversy? Well, I think it's confusing because I technically Lucille Ball wasn't a comedian either. However, she, you know, was obviously a brilliantly funny comic. I, if I think of Nicole Kidman in a comedy, two things I think of one, I guess to die for, but that was like a very subtle, that wasn't like crushing grapes with your feet. That was like a teacher (laughs) news anchor that all these teenagers wanted to sleep with. And then, um, when she played also the straight man in, in Mike Myers, sketch where he was like the hyper kid. Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that so much. Simon or whatever it was. But yeah, she's really not funny. And my issue, and I said this on the radio show, but I'll repeat it here. If you've ever seen one of my top favorite films ever, I love it. I can describe it in 25 minutes and have you crying. Lion. You know, I love the movie Lion. Dan, did I ever do the recap, my recap of Lion for you? Yeah, yeah. I I know that. Yeah, I've, (laughs) I've got the retelling. It, it's before. my favorite yes. party trick. And sometimes, you know what? Yeah. If you're lucky enough to hear it, congrats, because it's, I'm really good <laughs> at telling it. I think it's better than the movie. I'm just going to say that. But one of the main reasons being is that Nicole Kidman's wigs in Lion were so distracting in a movie that was like 
big budget, very well yeah. acted for the most part. Um, especially that little boy that like Pajar, I can't think of his name. I'll look it up, but he is, I mean, if I could snatch any kid on the planet, it would be the little boy at the beginning of line. He was so fucking cute. Such a good right. actor. <laughs> then they wheel in yeah. Nicole's bones and it's like on an all new bones. And you could see like the glue in the front by the scalp. She had also that little, <laughs> little orphan Annie wig going on. And I'm going, why? Like, why are we being subjected to this? So honestly, just based on the wig work, she does not pull right. off a wig well. Well, I think <laughs> I think if you're going to, but the show is about Lucille Ball, right? So like, if you're doing a, a movie version of I Love Lucy, then have Deborah Messing do it, like no, when they did it on Will I and Grace. When they did it, on, you didn't think it was good on Will and Grace? Let the me whole say I Love Lucy fun. I've never had. Uh, okay, Dan has never yelled at me like he just did. First of all, you're. I thought it was good. <laughs> I people were. Uh, obviously on Twitter, Deborah Messing was trending because she does physically look so much like Lucy without a doubt. I'm telling yep. you, there's no planet that there's that we walk on where we breathe oxygen and release CO2 <laughs> where Aaron Sorkin is casting Deborah Messing in anything, period, full stop. It's just not going to happen. Like Deborah Messing, I think, is a talented okay. actress, but she's not a serious actress. You know what I mean? Not for a film. Maybe, I don't no. know. The, but that's what I'm saying. Like if, the, if this movie that he's making is about Lucille Ball, the actress... And, you know, whatever, then I think having a serious actor that can oh, sort of do the imitation, yeah, is fine. Oh, I got you. But yeah. it's not a comedy. Yeah. Now I'm getting where you're coming from. Right, 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 right. I really, yeah, exactly. really didn't want to fight. And I'm so glad that we got that out of the way because I felt <laughs> it was like, is this, uh, what was her name? Marina back at Newark with me. I was like, let me give you a voucher. $100. <laughs> Y'all, when that voucher came through, it was on my email. I was like, I literally feel like I just won the fucking lottery. I was so excited. <laughs> and then I for sure like got COVID that day, by the way. Um, flight back also packed <laughs> my flight on Saturday. Mm. There was not an open seat on that plane. And the lady next to me, and we can end on this story. First, I had this um, uh, very lovely flight attendant from United who was seated between me. I was on the uh, window seat who kind of looked like Al yeah. Roker a little bit. He was really sweet. Sat down and we chatted for two seconds. And then um, they came and got him up off the plane because it was so full that his seat, you know, he, like they're not going to drag off one of the passengers. They're going to take their own employee off first. Right. So he was, Oh, I see. Because he, he was flying standby, I'm guessing. So he was kicked off the flight. Yeah. And this woman wow. comes in and I remember I was like, what? I was so upset. I was like, where are you going? And then the woman was like, I'm nice too. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she said it. She went, look, I'm nice too. Like that. I went, okay. So she said, <laughs> and she goes, she goes, it's a crazy story. I said, do tell, you know me. I'm like, uh-huh. She goes, I was running late because I'm traveling on this flight with like 30 to 40 pounds of frozen meat. I went, <laughs> I went, excuse me. She goes, I am on the flight. I got all this meat because I moved to Miami two years ago and the meat is like so expensive down there. So I go to my butcher here in Jersey <laughs> and I get meat. It's frozen. I bring it on the plane. And then what? she's like, I was like, really? I go, How much? She goes a lot like pork and beef. I was like, mm, okay. And she went, and yeah, and I went through TSA and it was like, they were so weird about it. I'm like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> She's like, yeah, they were really weird about it. I was like, you're me. 
<laughs> that's the story. And then I didn't talk to the rest of the flight. She, she was actually nice. I will say she was a wonderful middle seat passenger because we were both on the bigger side. And she and I mm. like, of course, gave her the armrest. I was like pressing my body into the window. But then she had like her right. arms crossed most of the flight. So we really minimized any sort of touching. Just yeah, her legs. No, she was. We were both following guidelines. I felt it was great. <laughs> it was great. And then the guy behind me. Wait, one last thing. And then we'll go. The guy behind me. I was in the emergency exit aisle. He was behind me leans forward at one point and he all the whole flight i didn't have my headphones and he was going <clears throat> like really we make these weird noises i was like right and weird. at one point i hear hacking loud coughing and his head is like where the crack is on the seat so i and i see him i like turn and he's like his nose is like pressed to the back of the seat so i don't say anything and then like 20 seconds later he does it again and i went really right on me like that I said, I said, yeah. I go, you're going to lean forward and cough on me like that. Really? In this day and age. And he didn't, right. he didn't say anything. And then I was, maybe I didn't say that mean, but it was like, he said it in that kind or I said it in that sort of a, a tone, let's call it atonement. Yeah. And, uh, and then two, <laughs> maybe three minutes before we landed, he tapped my shoulder so hard, like a hard poke on the shoulder. What? Yes. Yeah. And I turned because I first I thought it was my friend next to me, frozen meat lady. So right. I was like, and then right. I, she was like asleep and I realized it was from behind and I didn't turn around. I didn't acknowledge it because I was like, what is he faking me out? What are we in the seventh fucking grade? So I didn't turn around. And um, and the end of the story is uh, that was it. But he did touch me, which I didn't love. That's the end of the story. Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah. Did you get off first or did he? I always get off first, baby. No, I don't know what that means. But yes, I did get off. <laughs> Sorry. I did. Uh, I got off first because I was um, a row ahead. And okay. then he looked exactly so nothing else. He looked exactly like Cesar Milan to the point that I was like, Cesar Milan has like a terrible <laughs> reputation. Like, was I just coughed on by the dog whisperer? <laughs> I should have been like, like done the thing he does to the dogs in his neck. All right. right. <laughs> well, Dan Acton, our guest is here, so we should go. But I really am glad you're back. We you. I'm so glad to be back. It's great to talk to you. I love you. And follow Dan at Dan underscore Acton. We have such an exciting guest. I'm not even going to, I'm going to wait to introduce her like a professional right now. (laughs) Jojo. Hi, babe. Oh my God. You have a, a brand new show streaming on Peacock. That's the talk of the town, Joe Fires. Don't tell everybody about that. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, spe- I guess it's a, it's like a documentary kind of special kind of experience where uh, 16 senior citizens do stand up. Like we meet in person for the first time and then put on a live stand up show. Well, I have so many questions. It's called Good Timing with Joe Firestone. And it's just um, like literally every person I know is a deeply obsessed with you, but also the show and follow Joe at Yo-Yo Firestone. Joe, I have to ask, you work until one o'clock. This was the thing. They said Joe cannot do the podcast until one. (laughs) And I'm like, what job is Joe Firestone doing until one o'clock? So what were you up to today? Well, I'm I'm working in a room right now, but I did teach today. We I did teach the seniors today. Oh, my God. This morning. Yeah. How'd it go? It was pretty juicy today. Today, the assignment was (laughs) if um, if a witch turned you into an object, what would the object be and how would we know it was still you? Wait, can I play this? This is so yeah. fun. I'm going to yeah. Venmo so you. What, how much do the people, how much do these lovely people pay you to teach them? Well, no, it's through this senior center called Greenwich House. So I get paid from the department of the 
aging. New York Department, New York City Department of Aging. Oh my God, that's what I call my apartment. That's so funny. Literally <laughs> the New York City Department of Aging. <laughs> that's my apartment number. That's crazy. Okay, wait. So if a witch were to turn me, this is so much fun, Joe. I'm, my eyes are darting back and forth. Turn me into an object, but you could still figure out that it was me. Now, mm-hmm. this is such a creative question. Hmm. I would almost want to say like a curvy Swiffer. <laughs> like, <laughs> listen, like a Swiffer with an ass and, an, and a wig. Because, no, hear me out. Is that a good answer? Because I love Swiffers. Like, I think that they're probably one of the best inventions ever. I shed a ton of hair. So in a way, this would be like a self-cleaning Swiffer because like it would, the wig would shed, but then it could just like swipe it up. And then the ass, obviously, is self-explanatory. I got a big old ass. How was that? That was great. I think that was really great. Nobody in the class said Swiffer. Really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, can you tell me what they said? Um, yeah, like, uh, let's see. Oh, one of them. Okay, so one of them is a hoarder. And they were like, the witch was going to turn me into a gray kangaroo. But luckily, they turned me into a red kangaroo. And red kangaroos have the biggest pockets. So they can carry around as much stuff, as, as more stuff with them. I was like, whoa, that is a deep cut kangaroo fact and a tribute to their hoarding. I have to say that that is now I want to change my answer because honestly, I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> but the idea of like, it's like on the Seinfeld, I have a pocket. Why shouldn't I have a pocket? Remember that episode? <laughs> like, I would, oh, by the way, that is, a, this person is a comedy genius because a kangaroo yes. that hoards, like going in their pouch and finding like an old can of cabbage and like, <laughs> you know, JFK's assassination newspaper, whatever they have in their home. That's, <laughs> That's fun. What else? Wait, what are their answers? This is so fun. So one of them was like, I would be clotted cream. And we were like, why? And then she was like, well, I wrote a poem called Clotted Cream. And then we were like, oh, could you share the poem? And she's like, no. And I was like, that's powerful. <laughs> that's really a power move. Uh, that actually is. I know I got to hear it. I kind of want to write one with you. <laughs> it's like clotted cream, like not butter. I scream. You scream. But do we scream for clotted cream? This is like, I'm just putting ideas out there. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. Like maybe something like um, m- milk is a nightmare. Cream is a dream. Um, wow. K- yeah, kind of like, mm, like uh, and, uh, it's, it is thicker than it seems. You know, that kind of thing. Oh that my God, we- Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Joe Firestone, Wayne that was Brady. good. I love me some Wayne Brady. I love yeah, to tell and I don't want to like I'm sure you've been asked this question 5,000 times but how did you even get involved with these seniors was it just like a you know community service thing or how did you start yeah well so yeah I don't know if you're familiar with this but sometimes your career will have huge gaps right and so I've, like, my career, I like I'm familiar it, you know and then you're like I'll never work again and then you do eventually, but it's like, right. And so I would just gotten off of a job and then I was like, I really don't think I'll work again. And then I was like, kind of getting bitter about com- like when you're not working and you're like, kind of like feeling kind of hopeless, you start to get really bitter about the form. And so then I was like, well, maybe I'll teach and that'll like feel excited. That'll be exciting to be around people that really want to do it and really want to like learn it. And that was, um, that was two weeks before the pandemic. <gasps> Oh my God. That, and so you were, you had met them first, right? Like in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no. And then what happened? 
And so then uh, we were in person for like three weeks. And then we, uh, they like did a little bit of troubleshooting and then figured out Zoom. And then we all met on Zoom and it was supposed to last like 13 weeks and it's still going. So it's like, this is going to be like, I think, yeah, like a year and a half. I the think same now. people? With the same people. Oh it's my like the God. same 22, 20, 24 people. I also want to say something about Joe Firestone. And it's funny because earlier you brought up, you know, being bitter in comedy, which is something that every comedian, I think, in order to exist and work has to be a little bit bitter, don't you think? Yeah, it's hard to avoid. And you're like, what I want to say about you is you are genuinely one of the purest, sweetest, funniest people I've ever come across in this business. Every time I see you like backstage when I saw you in Brooklyn, however many years ago that was, you are just such a bright light. Like you are, and I literally don't say that just to anybody. You are so pure and good and funny. And when I saw that you got this Peacock show, I was like, yes, like Joe Firestone is someone, even talking to you now, I'm like, you're just so naturally funny and sweet. I mean, I feel the same way about you. I don't, I don't think that it's like, I think that you have to actively, it's just like the bitterness doesn't help you. You know what I mean? It really doesn't. And it's like, if you dive into it, it's like when you look at bad reviews, right? It's like, that doesn't help you at all. It really is only hurting. It hurts. And, but the truth is sometimes I feel like in my case, like OPB, other people's bitterness, you down with OPB, <laughs> will then infect and infest me. Like I, it's mm-hmm. been an interesting thing too. I wonder, I'm curious with you, where I've had some friendships over the past year and a half where uh, it's really, you know, you walk that line where you want to be there for someone who's going through things, but then when the bitterness becomes so heavy and so much, and I find like, wait, now I'm bitter, I'm angry because I'm being influenced. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to like take a step back in those cases, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I do think it's easily contagious. Mm. Yeah. Cause it's like, also the thing is, is like, if people are that kind of, uh, that kind of feeling is such a strong feeling, the bitterness, it's so, it's so strong that it is easy to just kind of pick up on it. And like, even if you're like, I don't agree, I don't think that's the case. It kind of just dampens you for the rest of the day. Period. And then you're crying on the steps with your laundry going, I'm a fit, young, out of work. (laughs) Now I start to read you. I'm like desperate for work, working with the elderly. (laughs) I'm like, I am nice. Uh, Wait, what show are you working on that you're in a room? I'm uh, working for Z-Way. Oh my God, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, we love a bit of Z-Way. When is, um, do you have any indication as when season two is going to be out? I don't know. Um, sometime in the sp- spring, I believe. I, I think like it. Even if it's not true, yeah. I like the way you said it. Like, it sounds like okay. it's real. You went sometime okay. spring. That's, yeah. that's such a wonderful... Well, the show is great. She's really carving some new paths, Z-Way. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah, I think so. Is it a collaborative writer's room? I mean, you work, you're working there. Like, you're like, not at all, actually. It's really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> No, it's like a really nice room. It's like it's a smaller room and it's like she's like a very inspiring person to me. I really I I'm just like kind of she just knows what she wants and she's and she's smart and she's funny and she's going to get it. And it's yeah. like it's like because you like I don't know if you'd like go to like to five years ago, like you'd go to her shows and be like this. This person's got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 100 percent. 
She she used to she well she still does a show called Pop Show and she like comes up with these pop songs and then like performs them. Yeah. But she performs them over and over again until the audience reacts like she wants them to. Yes. Which is like she'll do the same song three times in a row. It's mania. Which I think is it's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, can, can you imagine if you didn't get a joke? Like a, a good response to your joke and you're like, we're doing it again. Like I, I shrink in those moments and it's like she go, gets stronger. It's it's amazing. There is a weird power uh, over. I always say if you're like bombing on stage, you're like, I will literally stand here until you like me because otherwise I'm not going anywhere. There's a weird mental thing that happens as a comic where and I've seen it happen. I've, of course, never bombed. What if all the lights <laughs> it's, it's sunrise? The, the sun sets immediately and I'm all of a sudden like on the old beach and I'm 100 and my arms are broken. Anyway, <laughs> but I <laughs> but no. So I just watched old on the plane. Can you tell referencing a movie that's like six months uh, old? OK, <laughs> I've seen it happen where comics will bomb and then you're like, wrap it up, dude. Like you are horrible at this. And then they mm-hmm. will like keep going because they're so desperate for laughs that they're like I'm not going to sit down until they won't say that but you can just tell they're like let me try this other bit out and the thing is once you've turned a crowd against you it's almost impossible to win it back it's very hard yeah no I think that have you been doing a lot of shows none I've been doing no shows you know I did a couple none honestly I did a I did a show last Friday at the Gramercy Theater, but it wasn't stand-up. It was like more like panel, you know, shooting the shit. It was really fun. But no, I I haven't written anything new. I've just been very, you know, I'm doing serious. I'm doing this and I'm very happy. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I would love to get back up at Joe's Pub and do an hour. And I, I, you know, my whole thing is I don't really write anything. I get up and I just spew for an hour, but it's... That is amazing. Is that really true? It's half true. Honestly, yeah, because I have some things that I plan, like photos and things like that. But then, you know, like the crowd work and it's just that freshness. But again, I haven't been on stage since March, officially March of 2020. So for one thing, it's coming. Yeah, that is kind of interesting because it makes sense. Like that is kind of your superpower is like how it feels so fresh and it feels like so um it, like you feel so special to be there. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? Thank like you. as an audience member that I think that that must be part of it is that like that skill is like to kind of like um, kind of be saying the words for the first time. But I think it's like it's 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 like not it wouldn't work for everybody. Most people it would not work for. Well, that's first of all, so sweet of you to say. And for me, it's literally based on laziness. Like I'm not it's that. When I started doing stand-up, I would write jokes, get up on stage, mm-hmm. have my little book with laces out, Ace Ventura style, like true nonsense scrawled. <laughs> and then I would say, you know, and of course this was like late 2000s. So every joke was about like abortion, you know, it was like that everyone wanted to be Sarah Silverman. So we were all doing these like, for me, you know, a Holocaust joke here and there, um, which I think at the time I called Lollocaust and uh, that I haven't coined that is really a, an absolute, that's the crime against humanity. But long story short, yeah. And then I just was like, no, that's not for me. I want to, it's more exciting for me to get up on stage and shoot the shit. It's also a skill though that's very hard to sell. Cause like people are like, okay, well, what are you going to talk about? It's like, just wait and see, baby. You don't know, yeah. you know? So it's hard. Do you have like an outline? Like of like topics? Yeah. Or yeah. I have like an outline. Are you like someone you sit down, you write the joke out? How do you do it? Uh, no, I, I guess what I do is I kind of figure out what, the essence of it is mm-hmm. like, and then I, I kind of talk it out alone. 
it's pretty it's um it's a strange thing but i yeah i just like say it out loud <laughs> alone and then i'm like okay yeah that's how it's gonna go. like in your house Mm-hmm. Like to the dog or something. Oh, the dog is like, we heard it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like not, he's like not laughing when like, just weird dogs should laugh. Uh, see a paw go up, ask for the check. It like waves in the air. <laughs> check, please. Um, how big is your dog? It's like a biggie or a smallie? He's a he's a b- big for a small one small for a big Ooh, one you know I mean? wait i want to go to your mm-hmm. instagram and see pics how so you let's go back to the elderly though because okay you must feel so satisfied and i'm, I'm really meaning this like working with older people there is something it's hard to explain maybe you can that is so fulfilling about the experience and it's why by the way your show good timing which is on um peacock and everyone should watch it is so wonderful so talk to the people a little bit about that joe Okay. Okay. So, I mean, I think it's just like nice to work with people that are really, um, they like are really good at making each other laugh. And like, that's like really fun to see. Like, like, okay. So here's the thing. So I was like, really, I was like, I do think it's like, even just hearing somebody laugh feels, it makes your brain feel so good. Yeah. Like, so I was, it, uh, I was like, I was really sad um, this weekend. I was like feeling so low. And then I like texted my friend this, uh, my friend and I were texting and then like I sent her a joke and she was really high. And so she called me back from the text and was just laughing. Like she was like, that's, she was just like, ha 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 ha. And like, and I felt so good. Like it made me feel so good. And like seeing them like make each other laugh, it, it's like feels so good to like just watch it and like that's like the one good thing about zoom is like you get to see everybody laugh and stuff and but something about like i really could like listen to laughter all day i just it just such it feels so good it is that's the drug for us and food for me but also laughter (laughs) in a major way um is the is the drug i was uh, I have a friend who has just started volunteering. Um, she's Irish, interestingly enough, blonde, and she's mm-hmm. just started. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is, is the interesting part that you're friends with an Irish person or that I, she's blonde? I promise I'm setting it up. She's Irish and blonde, but she, no, I'll tell you why I said she's Irish and blonde because she watched a Holocaust documentary. I won't say the L word. <laughs> documentary. You know, I'm a grandchild of four survivors because if anyone comes to me on Twitter, I can literally pull the records from Ancestry.com of like their tattooed numbers. Make a long story short, she started volunteering um, with survivors, which part of me is like, isn't there only one left? I mean, how many yeah, Holocaust yeah. survivors are still even around? But they are they are around and uh, she calls them on the phone and she talks to them and they gave her a directive, which I thought was really funny, which is that she's not allowed to tell them that she's single because in the past when uh, people are like, Oh, I'm a single woman. Every, then it becomes like their addiction is finding them a mate, like one of their grandsons or like reaching out to people. So I'm curious, which I just think that's such a funny directive. Like don't tell them you're single. It's the first thing I would say. I'd be like, (laughs) especially to the rich ones. I'd be like, so, Chaim, <laughs> whatever happened to Moish? Like, is he around? Or, but has that? Have you felt that at all? Like, are they? Have you met their families? Um, I've met some. Like, I met uh, 
some of their spouses, but I haven't like met oh. any of their children. But it, I, it, that just reminded me there is like a few, like, I think most of them are, I would say that most of them are like, are single now and like, um, oh. Kind of just like trying, like try, just active, like really active people that do a lot of like Zoom classes and stuff. Hmm. And but um, they, there's like a few like people that kind of have like a shtick and like they kind of do their shtick every single time. And there's this one woman named Minda, and Minda's whole shtick is that millionaire men are obsessed with her and can't get enough of her, I love and that. she always has to she always has to turn down millionaires. And like it's it's the greatest bit. I mean, I wish I thought of it. It's so funny. It's on and stage then, or in real life her bit. In, in real life her bit. It is and she's brilliant. Like, Go on. And she goes, so today I was asking them like what are you what are you not afraid of now that you were afraid of before? And she's like I was afraid of men before, but now I'm not afraid of them because the millionaires come after me so hard. And I was like, dang, Minda's, that is awesome. You know what, though? That is like, we were just saying how Z-Way knows what she wants and she gets it. So does Minda. Like Minda, yeah. I almost think it's actually a brilliant reverse psychology for elderly dying millionaires. I'm going to start using it. I'm stealing Minda's act. I'm sorry. I have to. Sorry. Because think about it. Like, just to be like, oh, my God. Can these millionaires please stop <laughs> reaching out to me? It is like, really, like, I... Please, I'm so flattered, but please, <laughs> please stop. There is a very brilliant, and I'm in Miami where there are plenty of uh, widowers who love. You're in Miami right now? Yeah, can't you tell by the Airbnb art behind? Do you think oh, it's my apartment? Yes. <laughs> if you saw it, I'm going to show Joe the apartment. I'm in like the Golden Girls. Please look at the lamp fixture. Okay, this is, this is the place I'm staying, <laughs> the Airbnb. It's very Miami-ish. There's wow. a watercolor behind me that says Florida. Look at the kitchen. You'll see all the crackers I eat. That's the <laughs> kitchen. And uh, yeah, that's. Have you ever been to Miami? I wonder. I can't picture you here, even like getting off the plane no. here. No, I can't. <laughs> no, I've never been. But uh, did you know that they make Breton minis now? I'm sorry. Okay. Do you know the cracker Breton? <laughs> yes. 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 Breton minis. They make Breton minis now. <laughs> well, the, I mean, that's the headline of the. That's the title of the episode. They make Brett and Minis now. No, actually, can I reach over and grab these crackers that are here that are so yeah, fucking I, delicious? Hold on. I want to know what crackers. I'm a big I'm a big fan of crackers. Oh. So I want to know what you're into. Bitch, I love a cracker so much. Okay, so first of all, what are those little ones? And they're expensive that they sell at Whole Foods. Ugh, they're like uh, they have like a, a scalloped edge and they're long and flat and thin. Yes. Like most crackers. <laughs> they're <Yes>. beige. <laughs> <laughs> Hold crunchy. on. Stay with me. Crunchy. They're so crunchy. They're beige. Listen, you'll get it. <laughs> this is the funniest shit. They're, and they're delicious. They have like um, sea salt on them, Joe Firestone. And then, mm -hmm. but they come in a, a cellophane container in a tray. So it's a clear thing. Mm -hmm. It's almost like called like panini. It's like something Italian-ish. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they're $5.99 a package, which I'm like, what? I'm like, was Minda's ex-husband <laughs> making these? Why are they so expensive? Like six bucks for a thing of crackers. But now, because before they were a lot of crumbs, you know, you'd open it and it would just be like, uh, you know, our crumb just everywhere. And now they've made it so, because I'm sure people complained. I should have. I'm sorry I didn't. But enough people must have written in that now it's an open from the top. It's a reclosable container. <gasps> 
Wow. They figured it out. They cracked it. Wait, what's your favorite cracker? This is so fun. <laughs> okay, I you know I I love uh I love those um t- townhouses. Oh, you're like that kind of a cracker girl. We're different. I know. You're like a soft to the tooth, soft to the tooth cracker. <laughs> soft to the tooth. <laughs> yeah, there, we used to. I worked at the Tonight Show for a while, and they didn't. They don't like give out. There's no like snacks. For really, the, the staff. It's like not a snacky what? place. And so what we would do. This is so disgusting. But after this is before COVID. But basically, the guests get snacks. The guests get like a snack tray. And after the guests would leave, we would go through, uh, we would go through and pick through what they hadn't eaten and take it back to our desks. But by that time, the food had been out for so long that the cheese and the cracker switched properties. (laughs) And so the the cracker became the consistency of the cheese. And the cheese became so hard and dry as brittle like a cracker. But if you ate them together, it still had the same effect. Okay, first of all, uh, we got to get Neil deGrasse Tyson in the uh, Tonight Show room for these this miracle of science that the crackers and the cheese are changing properties. This is the headline again. Like, I didn't know that we were going to get into all this cracker chat. I don't judge you for eating the... Can I ask you this? Do you remember the biggest celebrities tray that you rated? Like with like J-Lo and then you're like, I'm curious as to who ate the most off the tray. Well, that's the thing is that usually they they really didn't eat a lot, right? So it's like I think a lot of times the mixed nuts would be gone. I can um, see that. The grapes would be gone. But it, for the most part, it, a lot of people – I mean, the, the, the cheese and the crackers were not popular amongst the celebrities. Yeah, so, sure. Mm-hmm. If I'm on so the Tonight Show, been- you bring me a thing of townhouses. I'm going, <laughs> well, what is this? NBC. I mean, the fact that they don't even supply snacks to you as a writer when you're there, I'm assuming all effing day long, because I know I have friends who do it. It's like, give like they should have a pantry with some things in there for you. Sometimes they had peanut M&Ms. That was a big day. That's hilarious, actually. I remember I did the Rachel Ray show. I think it was the one and only time. Famous story because her dog had just passed away. Such a famous story, Joe. It's like the <laughs> most famous story <laughs> Her dog had passed away, which is a horrible and obviously heartbreaking. And they were like, whatever you do, do not just don't even say the D word. Don't say dog. Don't say bark like nothing really bone, nothing relating to dog. I was like, you got it. And so I was backstage before the show and I had met Rachel before. She was always very friendly. And because it's like a cooking show, their, you know, snacks for the guests was like a huge like cheesy panini like I remember they kept bringing like tacos and I'm like I'm not eating this before going I'm not gonna have like diarrhea on the Rachel Ray show it ain't happening not today I would have killed for a townhouse frankly on Rachel Ray but anyway so I walked out we were doing like an Oscars you know who's gonna win the Oscars for like movies I truly did not care about but I had to like pretend and I walked out into the stage and she was like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for having me. How are you? She went, my dog just I mean, it was like I hadn't even breathed oh. air. My nostrils hadn't even taken in <laughs> my pulse oximeter. What do you say for that? Was at a, a 91. Like I hadn't even taken any air in. And she was like, my dog. Um, and she started crying. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's listen, I might we lost a pet this year. It's the most horrible feeling. Uh, anyway, Rachel, I'm sorry. OK, back to crackers, though. Townhouses. No, no. What else? Wait, so so you just had to, you started your interview talking about the dog passing away? It was like in the break, and then she and she like welled up, understandably, because it's like the hardest pain, and then oh. had to start to be like, 
coming up next week we have the oscars like i was just like yeah like moonlight you know whatever i don't even remember what movies were i was like have you seen moonlight i say that every year first oscar question have you seen moonlight let me look (laughs) that's the name of my oscars podcast wait uh okay other cracker brands i'm having the best time I well, uh, I really like those ones that are like really thin. I know which Oof. ones you're talking about. Like, those are great. I oh, I really goodness. like. I would eat. I would eat any cracker. But the Breton Minis, they're. I. You love them. They're good. They're good. They're not. I don't think they're the best one. Have you had um an Akmak? Because I have some theories. I, I love Akmak. Okay. I got Akmak. Yeah. I'll place them at Akmak. I remember, and I don't know if they still make them this way. Where the. <laughs> The sheet was perforated and you have to break your own piece off. And I always think they're going to be better than they are. I always buy the Okmoks because I like the packaging. It feels Middle Eastern. I'm always like, oh, it's like, you know, in the hills of Jordan or whatever. <laughs> Just saying things. And then you bite into it and it's like dusty. I'm like, oh, it's such a dusty it cracker. Is dusty. <sighs> dusty. And then a Fin Crisp. I also will fuck with a Fin Crisp. You know, the red box, those like, they're almost like brown bread. No. They, you, let me tell you something about Fin Crisps. Another, by the way, hashtag complaint, another cracker where once you slice open that plastic, you better finish those crackers in the next 24 hours because you're losing the box. (laughs) And I'll tell you, it's not right. It isn't right. This is the kind that I'm having now. They're really good. They're also really expensive. These are the Firehook Rosemary Sea Salts. Have you had these? Uh, Yeah, I've had those. I've had those. Delicious. Yeah, those are really crunchy though. The neighbors complain. That's how crunchy they are. They're so (laughs) delicious. Girl, you crunch into them. I have hummus and chatzilim, baba ganoush. I love a good cracker. Joe, what's your background? What is your background? Where are you from? I'm from St. Louis. I've never been. I'm dying to go to St. Louis. You've never been to St. Louis? Ever. Really? What, uh, Where have you been in the Midwest? Go? Honestly, not that many places. Topeka, Kansas. Okay. Very long story. <laughs> Um, where else? I guess Cincinnati is that considered Midwest with Luann mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland. Um, okay. I think that's it. Honestly, I've not been to too many places. Okay. Chicago? Yes, Chicago for sure, of course. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, uh, St. Louis is like it's. I I like it there, but it's uh, it's definitely an acquired taste. It's got like a very specific food thing going on. Okay, there's like a very. Uh, it's a it's a food culture, but in a way that's like not universally good hmm like give me an example okay so like the top three foods of st louis gooey butter cake thin crust pizza Hmm. cut into squares the square beyond compare and toasted ravioli which is a euphemism for fried ravioli i see now i've heard of the last two let's rewind the clocks back to the ooey gooey butter cake because (laughs) not gonna lie sounds filthy what is it? <laughs> well, actually, it has very little butter. The butter is actually a euphemism for cream cheese. Like a lot of these things have names that kind of are misleading to what they really are. It's like shopping at H Mart. You ever go to H Mart? <laughs> I'll go to H Mart and I'll buy like a bag. My joke is like it has a teddy bear holding like a sliced orange. I'm like, these are going to be delicious. And then I open it and it's just like loose shrimp heads. I'm like, now, how do they get to the bear with the orange from like the loose shrimp heads? <laughs> Do you know, you know what is awesome at H Mart is the ice creams, oh, the, the ice cream selection, mm. and they have these the fish that are the chocolate fish. Yes, 
Those are awesome. And I had these bubble tea uh, popsicles that were so awesome. They got some good ice cream at H Mart. I'm a massive H Mart fan. And I will push a lady out of the way for one of their salmon bowls. You know that the sushi pre-made sushi yes. section? Mm-hmm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm friend. You know, I befriend every... You know what my gift is? I always befriend the sushi chef at the supermarket. Really? Yes. I Even in London, I'll go in. How are you? And they're like, hey. Like, they're always happy. They have a great job. No one's like on top of them. They can just make it at their own pace. Um, mm-hmm. I have a really good rapport with, with the lovely people who make supermarket sushi. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I remember when the supermarket in, in St. Louis got schnooks. Schnooks got oh. sushi. It's so funny you say that. I've never heard of schnooks. Oh, yeah. Schnooks is good. Schnooks, you'd like it. It's the, the logo is a little soldier boy. Ooh. Um, we have a place here called Winn-Dixie, which is in Miami. So Publix, which I think may have donated to Trump. I um, it's the only place I'll turn a blind eye towards. I, I have to because first of all, I love Publix. Like I can't help it. I'm like, uh-huh. give me an insurrectionist sub. I want it. Put all the shit on it. It's delish. And Win Dixie is like not to be like that, but it's like a bit. It's like the lower market. I'm gonna uh-huh. get shit for that probably, but it's just not as nice. Like it's a little less nice. Okay. It's like yeah. Key the, foods. I went to a Publix. Oh, Publix is. Uh, yeah, they they gave you a bottle of water with your prescription medicine. Did they? I mean, that's the next level. That's the next level. I'm actually, by the way, not me. I got to go back. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't get water. No, so, the but Winn-Dixie, I just drove by the one near where my parents are, and there's a huge sign outside that says, I almost took a picture of it, but then it felt like classist in a way. I was like, that's not nice. But it just said like, Winn-Dixie now serving sushi. And I was just like, no, that's. <laughs> okay, I just I want to know if anyone's had it because I'm not going to try it. But well, I I remember it was like it was it was it was like a huge thing when they got sushi because it was like so my mom and I would go grocery shopping together. I would go with her, and so for the longest time we would get a bag of salami to eat in the car on the ride home. Yeah, okay, that's hilarious. And yeah, then, and then the they introduced a hot bar a few years later. Hmm. They introduced a hot food, right? Like heated food for dinner, like prepared dinners. And so then we started getting chicken fingers for the drive home. But then once, yeah, yeah, once sushi came along, we ended up getting a California roll for the ride home. And how, which was your favorite of the three? I would think chicken fingers. Yeah, chicken fingers. Obviously. (laughs) Do you want to know why I have a weight problem? And we can wrap soon because I'm sure Anita wants me dead because I'm running long. But when people say, Michelle, why do you have a weight problem? Doctors specifically, I say, well, I'll tell you why. Joe's laughing, but I'm crying. When I was a senior in, or no, what am I lying in? Middle school, excuse me. I was in a youth orchestra, which used to, I know a shock. I played the violin, Joe Firestone. <laughs> and we used to um, drive uh, down to downtown Miami, which was like a 30 minute drive from where my parents live, where I rehearsed in this beautiful church with the Greater Miami Youth Symphony. It was really nice. Honestly, like I'm grateful it happened. It was a nice experience. On the way home, every Sunday when we had a rehearsal, we would stop at the Burger King in Aventura, Florida. And mm-hmm. each member of my family, and we, I didn't think that this was abnormal. I don't think you understand. Like, this wasn't like, this was normal. I, we would each get two Whoppers and a large fry. Okay. <laughs> Do you understand how much food that is? And I was 12. I was 13, 12 years old. Two Whoppers and a big old fry is, is an abnormal amount of calories and food for a kid. That's that's the end of the show. No, but can, I mean, don't you agree that that's just too much? And you're slim. Like, I mean, you're having California rolls. How many fingers would you throw back in the car? Three, four? 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved. Okay. I also lo- I went to Burger King with my family. My family was a Burger King family. Same. Well. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. a real bonding moment because most people were McDonald's families and yeah. we were BK to the max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a big that was a big thing. We also my mom and I would also go to Burger King sometimes and get to get to um, burgers with plain ketchup, plain burgers with ketchup. That's that different. Was our- but those are half the size. The Whopper <laughs> it literally looks like an old pair of sandals from Jerusalem. Like they're huge. <laughs> Each one. Yes. And they're thin like a sandal and meaty. They're really good. By the way, I will just say this. Having lived a block away from a McDonald's in um, Los Angeles, where I was known to peruse, I was known to like, <laughs> what do they call it? Oh shit, I'm forgetting the word. Anyway, I would regular. Go, I was ish, like late night regular, I would say, because they were open 24 hours. And I would have their stuff, and it always tasted like old oil to me. Like everything I ate from there, I'm like, mm-hmm. this has some old oil on it. Never mm-hmm. felt that at Burger King. <laughs> I always felt like there was fresh oil. <laughs> I felt I never got sick from Burger King. I don't know. I just feel like it's, they really got a bad reputation. And then they had that like scary King, those ads with the King. I'm uh-huh. like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. There's, the King's still active. It's an interesting, very an interesting active. Approach. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. He should take your class uh, with the elderly. <laughs> Can you imagine like the Burger King guy shows up? I would scream for you on that zoom. Um, wait. So Joe, before we go, First of all, you've been one of the most delightful guests we've had on the show. I just want you to know. I love being here. Thank Honestly, you for having me. I'm pleased, of course. Now, I have to read this because, you know, <laughs> I like, by the way, how I'm such a serious interviewer with you, but like spewing the dumbest shit maybe in history. You and your dad created a game. I'm not, you say the name of the game. Punderdome. Now, I don't know if you know this, Joe Firestone. Maybe I've told this to you, but I had years and years ago a blog spot with, funny enough, Chelsea Peretti called Pun Rise Pun Set, where <gasps> all we would do was post puns. No one read really? it. Yes. No one read it. Wow. I also love a pun, but I feel like puns have gotten a bad reputation. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. They ha- Yeah, people don't like them. They say, uh, but um, this is... Um, yeah, it's it's uh it's got a specific okay, let me tell you this. So this has been a show, it's been almost ten years we've been running this show in New York. Now my dad does it by himself. Uh but so but basically it's like the people that are really good at this, they're like rock stars, but for like one night. You know what I mean? Like wow. the people that are really yeah. good at puns, people are like, Oh yeah, we love you. And then it's like it, it's like this uh, kind of like world in itself. I where thought you, of something. Pun direction. Yes. Go on. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> that might be good. I don't know. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, they, they basically like have topics and then you have 90 seconds to come up with a pun. Oh my God. And then like you, but they like come up with a lot of puns and then they deliver them and they and and the people scream and there's like a clapometer. It's intense. You know what's funny? I think I'm good at them, but I feel like I'd go to this and would be I, like the word only word I'm thinking of is emasculated. Like I would feel. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like I would feel so small at the end of it, thinking I'm good at something. There's no worse feeling, and then being schooled like actually you're a dumb fuck idiot. So get out. Your no, dad I would say that to I, me. <laughs> I th- yeah, my dad would say that for sure. No, I think that you would be really good at it. I think it's like, I think that the pun is truly all about confidence. I think that that is what it comes down to. So if you're confident doing it, then it really does. People will say, yeah, we love that. Oh, my God. 
well, that's going to be a problem, to be honest with you. (laughs) The confidence might be the problem, Joe Firestone. Um, Also, I see here that you were back with season three of Joe Para Talks with you. Oh, yeah. It's It's coming out. It's coming. When is it coming out? Well, it, the first two episodes came out last week. The second two episodes, so four. Why am I saying the second two? You're okay. The fourth, okay, third and fourth episode just came out last night. But um, they're all coming out, I think, in, on HBO Max in a couple months. But they're coming out on it. And I just want to make sure I'm plugging everything. You also have an album called The Hits, which is available on Comedy Central Records. Wow, you're really plugging everything. This is this our is producer, Anita. I have to give her a shout out. because I'm Anita. Anita got it together. And then also... Um, Wait, so I'm afraid to say this now because it was Everyday Decisions. And then I do a, I do, I actually do a podcast with Anita's friend, Alex. Ooh. I believe, I believe Anita lives in Alex's old apartment. Oh my God. What's that called? And the apartment. Oh no. Oh, the show, a uh, Dr. Game show. <laughs> yeah. What is the apartment called, Joe? <laughs> Susan. They moved into Susan. But anyway, the name of the show is Dr. Game Show. Okay. Well, that's fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And what's the concept for that? That's what people come submit game shows and we play them on the air with with people, random people that want to call in. OK, well, can I be a special guest in that? Because you know how much yes. I absolutely love game shows. Yes, you'd be incredible. Oh, my God. I live for game shows. We should pitch a game show to a network because actually there are not enough female game show hosts. And I think the two of us I, would kill it. Listen, I would, I would, I'll brainstorm 800 ideas for you to host. That's all I want. That's all I want. Can I say something? Mm. Despite what you may have heard, I'm a delight. (laughs) (laughs) I really am. And those who don't agree, they're not for us. I'm just going to let you know, letting you know right away. They're just not for us. And second of all, I would genuinely love to work with you because every time, A, you make me funnier and you're just so funny. You know, that's a gift. I really mean that. You're so funny. I'm so I'm so excited to pitch you 100 games. Wait, I'm in. I'm not. I'll move back to New York tomorrow. Uh, Listen, this show, which is on Peacock, good timing with Joe Firestone. So little makes you feel good these days. This is something. It is so pure. It is so funny, Joe. You're so good on it, and everybody needs to watch it on streaming on Peacock TV. Good timing. Follow Joe uh, at YoYo Firestone on Instagram, and Joe, seriously, come back anytime ever you want. I would love to have you back. Thank you. And let me know if you ever want to come on Dr. Game Show. I just did. And I do. Okay, okay, I literally okay, just said it. <laughs> Don't forget. I'm a delight. Ask all the people. <laughs> no, trust me. I love you so much. So thank you. And guys, we'll see you next week. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.